0: Hello, welcome to the West Side Podcast. This is where we'll post some of our audio from our sermons on Sunday, and we're so glad that you're here. West Side's vision is to reconcile people to God through the grace of Jesus step by step. We hope you enjoy, and thanks for tuning in. Good morning. Uh, we're going to be wrapping up James today. We're going to be in James chapter 5. Um, have you guys enjoyed? first four chapters and the speakers we've had. It's been, uh, it's been neat, I think, to have such different personalities, life experiences, people bringing um, their own perspectives in, um, having, of course, uh, allowed the word and allowed the spirit to lead them. But, you know, we start off in James 1, and Dan led us into that. You know, Dan's always been kind of the blue-collar worker, and he told us that we were going to need to put on our steel toe boots as we get into James. He said, uh, if you get into James thinking that this is a way that you can earn God's approval in a deeper way, then it's only going to leave you feeling condemnation. Conviction is okay, but condemnation will knock you down. The main theme of James is this is how mature Christians live. And then the week after that, we had Sarah Creighton bring chapter two in. She talked about that our relationship with God is not to be a transactional relationship, but a transformational one. Uh, She tackled the question, um, how do we handle this faith without works is dead? On one hand, while there's so many other scriptures that say grace is enough, This is a really good question, and she answered, yes, it's both. So that was good. (laughs) You can see how you kind of mix them together, and they go hand in hand. Um, She mentioned also that uh, the things listed in James, there's a lot of what to do in the book of James. Um, But that it's not supposed to be used as a measuring stick, but the fruit of Christ um, or it's not to be a, a list of things to accomplish, but as a measuring stick of the fruit of Christ in your life. I thought that was really good. And then she talked about muffins, and so tortured us with that. John McCallan, who here knows John? Who here loves John? John's awesome, he was the best person, I think, to bring this word about James, uh, that, that there's two ways that we can demonstrate our faith. Um, one in our speech and then one in our humility. Doesn't that kind of exemplify John? For those of you who know John, that's definitely him. And if you don't know him, you should get to know him. But he talked about our tongue and how it can uh, tell us how healthy we are, like our physical tongue, but also we see the fruit that comes out of our speech and how we encourage people or how we get angry at people. It just kind of... Shows the the attitude of our heart. He said, God is working to create a community that looks like and acts like him. And then finally, last week, we had Quinn Swadoba. Sorry, I said that wrong. Swaboda. It's a cool name. Um, She gave us a a sneak peek, I think, uh, a really neat look at what it must have been like for James who's the brother of Jesus, to be growing up in his household, what that perspective must have been like. Um, talked about how James addresses complaining and arguing, and then straight up says that when you're arguing, arguing, that you're not really talking about the truth. You're just advocating your own desires. It was really good. And she emphasized that God jealously longs for his spirit to dwell in us amen good stuff so I get to uh, wrap it up today put a bow on it and um, we'll move on from James Um, the scripture that stood out to me as I read it was in James 5 I'll use my Bible let's go old school (laughs) James chapter five, uh, starting in verse 13. James tells us here, is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Would you pray with me for just a moment? Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for your word. I thank you for the word that you've placed on my heart to share today. I pray it would not be me speaking, but it would be your spirit that you would open up our ears and our hearts and our minds to receive all the things that you have to pour out. For it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. So you may have noticed I'm wearing my cowboy boots today. I don't wear them all the time. I'm afraid I might fall off the stage. (laughs) Um, But let me do something real quick here. Keep my notes. Um, Speaking of notes, I only have a handful of scriptures in my notes. Uh, I sat down to kind of tighten down my notes this week and I found myself with like five Word documents open with things jumbled all over and I couldn't find the right order. And I was like, it's getting in the way of what I really feel like he wants me to say. So, I thought I'd invite you to come with me on a Wild West ride, um, going through James 5 with no notes. So, the Spirit is coming along with us, so here we go. Um, So, we just read through that. He talks about, is any of you in trouble? You should pray. Are you happy? You should sing songs of praise. Are you sick? You should call the elders. You should have them anoint you with oil. And he finishes up by saying, you noticing that sin in your life that keeps dragging you down? You should confess that to a friend. So as I read that, what came back to me was, Why don't you do that, Scott? Or all of us. Why don't we do that? I've done that before. I've done a handful of those things before. But it's not a lifestyle. It's not something I carry out. It's not something that naturally comes to me. For me, if I'm in trouble, I might pray, oh my God, (laughs) help. And then I worry and I stress and I have anxiety. If I'm sick, I take my ibuprofen and I go lock myself in my room, take a nap. If I'm happy, I take, I I feel good for about a second and then I'm moving on to the next struggle. And I may even take the credit, instead of giving thanks to God, pausing for a minute, being thankful, praising him from that moment, and remembering, maybe even journaling it down, hey, God did this thing. And then there's the sin in our life. We definitely don't want to go share that with somebody. Um, No, we keep those things hidden. I keep those things hidden. We'll keep it about me today, huh? I'm the one up here. (laughs) Um, Why? Why is it so hard? And I think that ultimately, you know, we read the the word in Jesus' words where he says, take my yoke upon you. Um, My yoke is easy. My burden is light. And that the fruits of the Spirit, we can put that scripture up, Galatians 5.23, for the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. These are are the things these are the fruits. So think of yourself as like a plant, flowers blooming, pine cones budding, um, a fruit tree. Got some pictures over here of some fruit I noticed earlier. <laughs> Apples. and this is the fruit of the spirit, and it shouldn't be hard for the fruit just to pop, 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 start popping up. Why is it so hard? It is hard. Anybody else having a hard time like living it daily? And it just doesn't quite come natural. There's so much work. It's like our soil is clay. And everything's against us. We live in this world where it's like pushing against everything that we learn about in this book. We, we live in a, a world where the, our entertainment industry, um, promotes things against those, those words that Jesus says bring life. Um, they say, follow your heart. And the Bible says, your heart's deceitfully wicked. You might want to be careful. Following your heart all the way. Um, but it's hard. It's really hard. And I think the main focus of what God wanted, wants us to, to give towards today is that actually the fruit is easy when the soil is right. I mean, how many times have you seen a farmer out in his fruit field, fruit trees, saying, all right, apple tree, you had like three apples last year. I know you can do much better than this. I'm really hoping we can at least get a couple bucketfuls this year. No, he doesn't spend it. Well, I don't say nobody does that. You know there's somebody out there who does. but what does he spend his efforts and his time doing? What's he working? The soil. He's making sure that it's clean. He's making sure that there's no bugs crawling around on the trees. How many of you have some bugs? (laughs) Um, When the vine is weak, he places some stakes in the ground to support it and runs some twine around it make sure there's no toxins, and that it's, it's healthy. And what happens? He makes sure that it gets water, it gets the sun, and the apples appear. Abundant. Abundance of apples. But we live in a world, oh, man, there's so much complaining that goes on where I work. I'm so glad I have an office where I can close the door now it just gets heavy and it gets dark and they're just la 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 and I'm like, eh. I'm gonna turn on some music, you know, I'm gonna fill my spirit because I don't want to feel heavy and I don't want to feel angry and anxiety. I need to feed my soul with the Word of God or something that inspires me, a podcast or you know I'm into like a lot of hip hop stuff and there's some good Christian hip hop out there. Amen somebody there's all sorts I like to rock out too you know I even skillet skillet still rocks They got some great stuff I tell you what you know you turn on 105.5 and ACDC like I, I like to rock but ACDC comes on and they start singing highway to hell I'm like this song rocks wait a minute <laughs> what are these words I don't think so and I, I, I can't entertain that. Um, what I do do, though, is I'll turn on Foo Fighters, where he sings, there goes my hero. And in my mind, I'm thinking of Jesus, and he's walking by, and he's touching the, the healed man, or the, the man who's, who's blind, and he's making him well. And I'm thinking, there goes my hero. And so... God's called us to redeem things in this world. That's why Jesus came. And we are his hands and his feet. And so, are you catching this? God wants to do some deep things in us. There's a big difference. A big, big difference between a member of a church and a citizen of the kingdom. Between somebody who just attends and is part of a group or I have this belief, this creed, I have a cross around my neck or I'm a son of God. There's a huge difference. God wants to take us deep. He wants to make it real. He wants where the rubber meets the road to be seeping down so that his word and his worship, and all the nutrients that comes from heaven, is affecting our money, is affecting our relationships, it's affecting our work, our attitude, our emotions, all sorts of things. This is what God's. This is what God's about. Anybody say Amen? amen. All right. Let's show this tree up here. I, I found a really cool tree. Um, that was painted the kind of the picture. that that I felt in my heart today. Like, it's blooming, it's budding, it's got all the fruits, if you will. But it's, notice those roots. Man, they're going deep and into nice, rich soil. They stick your hands out. Everybody just kind of stick your hands out, reach as far as you can. It's like your roots, right? You have room to stick your feet out too? Got some feet? (laughs) stretch those feet that's what God's asking us to do like reach deep into him some of you have more faith in that chair than you do in Jesus (laughs) towards that struggle you're facing right now that's for real (laughs) Um, think about that. Use some of that faith that you have in that chair right now and put it towards the Lord. You don't know what the answer is going to be. You don't know what the timing is going to be. You don't know how he's going to do it. But I've heard this thing said where God is good. I said, God is good. All and all the time. God is good. I used to think that was really cheesy, Christianese type stuff but when you've gone through some stuff and you've sat around saying, are you really there, God? Like, I am broken and I am crying and I cannot see how to go any further and you say you're good, but I don't feel it and I can't sense you here. But then you get to the other side and you realize he was good. He brought me through. He carried me. He showed me things that I would not have learned had I not gone through that. Can you imagine we get a chance to live a life where we can thank God for the hard times? Is this ludicrous? Is this crazy? This crazy talk the world would think, that is freaking nuts. Love your enemies? That don't make no sense. You see how incredible, the incredible things that God has in store for us, to be his people To walk in his ways and to enjoy him. So much more than just knowing a a philosophy, he wants, he said several times in the Old Testament that I may be their God and that so that they may be my people. He wants us, he wants to bring us in that we would be a family. So, um, my wife, raise your hand. That's my wife, Kim. And um, we kind of cut our teeth in ministry by being youth pastors. And so we had to use a lot of illustrations to teach things to the kids and catch their attention. And I can't teach without props anymore. So that's what we got going on back here. So um, I want to lead you through a couple things to bring this point home a little bit more. If you would allow me, I don't have any magic tricks, but if it doesn't go well, I have some Chuck Chuck Norris jokes in my Bible I'd be happy to share. You think I'm joking. (laughs) This poor little guy came off of some land that my family owns. I picked him up yesterday. <laughs> He's meant to, be, uh, to represent, unfortunately, many times how we're living our life, um, especially before we came to know Christ. The Bible tells us that um, we can't understand the things of God without having a spirit. Um, they're spiritually discerned. And so, we think we're living it up. We're living large. <laughs> um, we got it all figured out, but, but we don't. And so, one day, hopefully, that time has happened. And if it hasn't happened, we're praying for you that God sends his Holy Spirit. Notice down here I have seed, root, fruit. Want to say that with me? Seed, root, fruit. That's the, that's the secret of God's success here. So he sends his, his Holy Spirit. It's an avocado seed pit. He sends, it had to be big, right, for this illustration. He sends his Holy Spirit, and we're in a place where we're, we're willing and finally ready to, to bend the knee and say, God, I know. I know I'm a sinner. I know I fall short. I know I can't figure it out on my own. And he says, that's okay. I I can help you. And so you say, I'm going to follow him for the rest of my days. And he plants that deep into your life. And then he also begins to pour out his spirit. because this is a partnership. We're not in this on our own. If that seed and that spirit flowing was not a part, we would just be a really nice charity organization or we would just be religious, doing things without God, doing nice works. So God begins to work our soil And he begins to pull things out and help us as we we get into his word, as as he begins to change us from the inside out. Isn't that awesome? I love that about God. There's so much work (laughs) that I try to put into things. And he wants to come in and partner and help us and and bring things out. For instance, here's one. Guess what this represents? For me, anyway, it's road rage, right? <laughs> A little car air freshener and some expletives. And he's like, you know, we should probably begin to work on that. You, you fly off the handle pretty quick, Scott. Yeah, you're right. Love, joy, peace, patience. Patience. Okay. So, I'm gonna work on that, and he's like, we got some addictions we want to deal with. Okay. Now, I'm not talking about just that one drink you have once in a while. I'm talking about numbing the pain. He's like, I want to help you with that pain. I want to be that for you. I skipped a step. He's a master gardener. And he does things with gentleness. He's a He's a gentleman. All of these, all of this is going to be tough to catch on the podcast, by the way. <laughs> They're illustrations. He's a master gardener out in the sun working. All right. Addictions. Man, those are hang ups. Those are only going to hurt you. Can we be real today? It's only going to hurt you and your relationships that are connected. But he's tenderly working on it in in his timing, but when you're ready, right? He doesn't force his hand. Our selfishness. Yeah, looks good. He's like, no, we need to start becoming outward focused. Looking at other people, their needs before our own. Hard memories, distant fathers. He's like, I want to teach you how to be that father. I want to bring you new memories. So time goes on and you continue to walk in him. And suddenly we begin to look a little bit better on the outside. How does this happen? Well, he continues to do this. He begins to put his word into your life. He's still working the soil. You know, just as it says, had we not known what sin was through the word, you know, it's like a mirror. You know, I wouldn't know what sin is had I not known what it was in the Bible. Same thing is, I wouldn't know really what good works are, that the fruits of the spirit and the kingdom of God, what that looks like, had it not been for the word. So it's showing me how to live. Early on in my walk, I I found a scripture that said, "Do, do all things without grumbling or complaining. And I was like, man, that's gonna be hard, but it made sense. It's like, I don't wanna be that guy. So I memorized that scripture So I started memorizing scripture and putting those seeds in my life. I began life journaling and connecting with friends. But this, the life journaling, helped me take God's word and find out how to apply it to what's going on in my life today and pray that in there. God, along the way, helping me, taught me how to worship get his songs of praise. Now, I don't have a great voice. <laughs> but when I was in the, in the military in 1994, I blew out my knee playing basketball, and I was laid up for weeks and weeks. But my wife and I were serving and helping a friend with Young Life, and the guy could play the guitar and sing praise and worship, and I was caught. I was like, okay, I got all this downtime. I want to learn. So I bought a guitar, and I taught myself how to, how to play. I almost gave up because it was hard. <laughs> my fingers hurt. <laughs> but I got over it, and I started learning some real simple songs. And you know what? Even though my, my voice stinks, God says, make a, jo- a joyful noise unto the Lord. So that's what I gave him. But I began to untap my heart in a way I was never able to do. And so, these are guitar picks. (laughs) Began to put into my life. And I do that. I'll go in, I'll close the door, and I'll worship. And he's like, connect with people. There's Jesus in them that you've never seen before. And they have life experiences that that you need to learn from them. I'll show you myself through them. And so we have coffee, right? We connect with friends. We go with friends to duck games and we hang out. Let's go, ducks. And then we begin to serve. You know, it gives me opportunities to serve other people, wash feet, help the, my elderly neighbor, do some weeding, you know, whatever it is he's putting on my heart to do. And this begins to show um, new ways of of how he's going to move through my life. All of these things can be put into five categories. And we can put that up on the screen. It's fellowship, discipleship, worship, ministry, and evangelism. Everything can be put into these categories. These are like God's fertilizer, right? I'm gonna make you bloom and grow. Evangelism seems like it be kind of, can be kinda of scary, but you know what? If you're sitting around coffee with somebody, it may leak out how good God's been to you and you start sharing stories. And people's eyes light up and they begin to wonder as they look at you sideways. <laughs> who are you? (laughs) What do you believe in? And how is this working? And it whets their appetite. Many times, God gives us the reason for why we should do these things. He says, so it may go well with you. And if you really think about it, so there's a lot we're receiving, but he wants thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, right? He wants to return us to that garden-type experience where we're walking with God, where it all makes sense. One of the fears I had when I was young was that I wouldn't be a good dad uh, my parents split up when I was in fifth grade, and I was really raising my own brother and sister as my mom worked two jobs, and we barely made it month to month. And so, I mean, it was, it was fine, I was, I was home, and didn't, it seemed a little hard, but I mean, that was life for me, it was my normal. But as I got older, I began to wonder, how am I gonna be a good dad? My dad's never around. I don't know how to have a a long-lasting marriage or to take care of kids um, the way they should be taken care of. I'm sure I'm going to fail. Well, you know what? We do these things so that it may go well with you. And God is so good, he doesn't just create us to worship him and to just bring him glory, but it's a reciprocal effect because it begins to bless us. And these are going to be the signs that he is real, and he is true, and he is alive. Next year, my wife and I celebrate 30 years of marriage. Yeah. I have three awesome boys and he's giving us new memories. And he continues to to pour into our life. And I'm just blessed. I am so blessed and overcome. I wanted to share this message with you guys today because he's so good. And all we're talking about right here is, is our soil. We're talking about our environment the part of our lives that we do have control over, right? This is a part of our lives we can put up some disciplines and, and start to fellowship with other people and get into our Bible a little bit. And if we need a little help with that, let's connect with a friend. Let's begin to share. Let's walk on in faith a little bit and share with a, a coworker because God's put them on your heart and you want to get to know them a little bit and, and let some of that Jesus leak out So that he can be, or she can be blessed. So God's been good to me. Um, I'm going to finish with a story. Um, I was telling this story about how scared I was that I wouldn't be a good dad. And part of the secret of that success is my wife. (laughs) find yourself a good spouse. <laughs> that's the first step. Um, but um, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. And that's how he taught. That's how he discipled. And I began to do that with my kids because you know, I don't I'm feeling blessed. I want to show them how to read in the scriptures on their own. How how to journal on their own. They were learning this as as soon as they could write words and and sentences. So, taught them to pray, taught them to sing, taught them to read their Bible and understand what this big, thick book can be really intimidating. But there's a way to to get into it and and apply it. So, they're great kids. (laughs) <laughs> our two oldest are, are married and uh, uh, they, they're not married <laughs> they have their own honeys, sweethearts and we even have a grandson now and our youngest is 19 um, but I was so excited by the time my son Nate my oldest had turned 18 so proud of them the young men that they have become, the young men of God getting ready to leave the house. I'm thinking, hopefully I did it right. <laughs> um, but I, I knew I had, and I knew my wife had. Um, we had. We had raised them right. And I was like, I don't know where the concept ultimately came from, but I got this idea from some of the stories in the Old Testament, how they would, how the Father would bless his sons like physically touch them, speak a blessing over them as they became men, young men. And so I had this idea. um, I want to do sort of a rites of passage thing. So my oldest was 18. uh, Nate was 18. Josh was 16. I said, here's what we're going to do. They had no idea about this, but I got a friend and we ordered a couple swords right? And I set it up. I said, we're getting up really early on this particular morning and we're going to, we're going to do something. We're just going to do something special. And so my buddy met us over at at Skinner's Butte, which isn't open at (laughs) before dawn. So we hiked up the hill together, brought the swords up there and we can go and show the picture. Um, This was like nine years ago. I spoke over their lives. I told them how proud I was of them. Um, I said, be strong and courageous as you walk in this world. Follow God. Love Jesus. I dubbed them. <laughs> how do <we> do that? <laughs> I prayed over them. I made these plaques to commemorate it. I don't know why. I mean, it's just a ceremony, but I wanted to impart something to them. Like one last thing. If I could do something. And I think they, they really enjoyed it. I mean, it was an awesome sunrise. Well, just like last year, we did it again in my son Caleb's life. You can go to the next picture. This was really cool because right down by the river near where I live, my, my two oldest boys came. They brought their swords. And we spent time the, each of them spoke into Caleb's life, wisdom, knowledge, how proud they are of, of him. And we prayed over him, and we dubbed him, and he got his sword as well. Um, again, I've never been shown any of this. I have got all the credit. Like, he put this idea in my heart, and it overflowed. And I hope it impacts their life to a point where they want to be strong, godly men and they run hard after Jesus as well. If the band would come up, um, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. But I would hope that the scriptures, that the book of James, all of this would encourage us to, to sink our, our roots down deep and to, to get so much more out of this life than, than what we're currently getting. I don't know about you guys. You have some garden tools in the back, you know, in your shed or something. Sometimes it takes a pickaxe to get going in that ground. Sometimes it just takes a little hoe or a rake or a shovel. But we got to get to work. And it's up to us to just do our part Right, faith without works is dead. Isn't gonna just happen. We gotta walk it out. Am I putting a nice little bow on James? I'm really hoping I am. I want to give you guys an invitation. Um, why don't we go ahead and just stand? We're gonna f- close out with a song. But don't let it just be a song. I want to encourage you just to open your hearts. Maybe you are here today and you haven't done that first step, and God wants to send that seed down into your life. He's willing, he wants to, he's jealous for you. He wants to see that fruit, but you know what? It's not about works, it's... Ephesians 2, eight and nine says that said he came to save us to be with us for God so loved the world he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life and he goes on to say for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world there's no condemnation so if that's been a hang up for you let it go It's settled. Jesus settled that part. Allow the conviction to come. God is good. He's gentle. He wants to work in your life. He wants to till that soil. He wants to put his word in it. He wants there to be light and life more abundant so that it may go well with you. Let those roots go deep. Open up your hearts now. Seed come in. Let the Holy Spirit come in. Say, "I'll follow you the rest of my days." If it's you that you know, you've just you feel like, man, I've just been going through the motions. I just feel like I've been playing the game, just been wearing a necklace, but I really haven't been that. Haven't experienced that transformative life that I know He has for me. He wants to walk with you through it. He wants to give that. Let's partner with Him.